listening to Living with ADHD and CPTSD, available on Apple and wherever you get your podcasts. another episode of Living with ADHD and CPTSD. Today is a CPTSD episode and I am going to discuss how the difficulty of dealing with my anxiety and how it overlaps with the trauma and CPTSD that I've been suffering with for a while. It's really, let's just put it bluntly, my anxiety and my trauma are overlapping. They're mixed, like like a fine woven basket, or if, if you want to use that analogy. And the reason that it's doing this is because the anxiety that I've been suffering from, which from the looks of it has been my entire life, is really difficult to kind of determine where it is, right? Like if it's if it's with if it is anxiety and if there's trauma or if they're together. Like I've had a lot of people in my life who have given me different opinions and have you know, told me based on their expertise or based on their experiences that either trauma and anxiety are one and the same or that I experience my anxiety from an adult perspective and the triggers for the trauma are not adult related that they're more or less 90% child parts that are coming online and getting triggered and blending with the adult which is you know causing different types of personality traits to come out and behaviors to arise and uh, I guess you could say get in the way of the adult being control being able to deal with and handle difficult life situations efficiently and properly and not having the triggers in the child parts get in the way and cause even more problems than what they currently do like i've really had a problem with it like i always used to think in the past before my understanding of my anxiety and the full understanding of my CPTSD, I used to always think that I was always getting triggered and that I was always blended with my child parts. And I, for the most part, 
only had two different opinions. There was the opinion of my therapist, who I have been seeing for two and a half years now, that I do have trauma-related issues. Um, the, the understanding and the level where we're like, where I am, he is, we're not on the same page as, as like my girlfriend who was the first person to introduce me to complex trauma and child parts and structural dissociation theory. She, she thinks that the best way to resolve the work and doing a four-step process and then, you know, updating and getting your parts trust. And my therapist, like, I've had a lot of discussions, obviously, with him over the time that I've, you know, sat down in his room or done uh, Zoom uh, interviews and or no, sorry meetings with him due to COVID, and he's focusing more on like trying to determine what's happening, right? Like trying to figure out why I'm I'm not able to see that I'm getting triggered, you know, like why learning why I'm. I'm struggling so much with the idea and the concept of of knowing that I'm that I'm blended with my system and so his his focus a lot of times was on the polyvagal theory which was trying to understand or trying to learn and practice why like how to recognize the stages where you are and to recognize when you're calm and when you're fine and you're at the bottom of the ladder and then to recognize the symptoms and the signs that you're going up the ladder and that you're getting triggered. And <clears throat> I guess to some degree there's been a lot of confusion because I don't fully and I still don't fully understand everything regards to the trigger like getting triggered um feeling the the change mentally and feeling the physical changes that occur when you get triggered and the reason which is what i'm pretty sure of now like i you know like there's always room for improvement and there's always room for like learning more about it and, and understanding it better and more thoroughly. But based on my last therapy appointment with my uh, therapist or my psychologist uh, just recently, a few days ago, is that a lot of the problems that I'm experiencing today and a lot of the signs and symptoms, the anxiety that I'm <clears throat> that I am experiencing. And this is like adult type anxiety. This isn't child anxiety. This isn't me getting triggered and blended and feeling anxious. This is me as the 44 year old adult having anxiety related problems where 
a difficult situation comes in and I feel the sudden change, I, I feel the senses and the symptoms and I notice the, the changes mentally in my head and my mind that are slowly occurring as I'm feeling anxious. And after our discussion about like the anxiety, which is, which is what we talked about for the most part in the session, is that we both have this greater understanding and agreement that what we need to really work on is, is anxiety, like under getting better control of the anxiety because it, it further explains to me and it's better understood now because of the fact that I'm sitting here and I can, and I always felt this odd sensation or odd feelings that would come up. And it wasn't like, like you know how somebody, like some of you who listen to me probably understand, you know how when you get triggered, like you, you experience a flashback and you're feeling sudden pain or, or extreme paranoia or you're really afraid and you get freaked out and you're, and you're just you're, you're not yourself and you don't feel like you can like you're able to think clearly you're not able to think in a in a very constructive manner and you're worried and you're and you're you may maybe you're running around maybe you're you're acting in a unusual behavior that if you're around people like your partner or your parents or your friends notice and and comment about how something's not right you're acting kind of strange or you're right like they're going to mention it to you you and if 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 you're really if you've been doing a lot of work and you've been doing a lot of therapy and you have good ideas to how as to what is happening and your understanding of it and your ability to to stop and uh, you know identify and process with yourself you notice the feelings and you notice the changes well what was what's happening or what would what would happen with me is that at the very beginning when the situation that I'd be in, whether it was having a discussion with my girlfriend or, or being around my family and it felt awkward, like it kind of felt weird, right? Like it was, you're, you're standing around and you're, and you're feeling kind of, you know, you're just, I, I don't know, I guess, okay, yeah, you're feeling anxious. You're just feeling like it's not, this isn't a, a very typical situation and you don't know how to deal with it. I didn't feel, or I wouldn't feel any kind of a trigger sensation or any sort of change in, in men, like a mental change that would, would be suddenly going from an adult to a blended child or a child part being triggered. And 
it was the and the reason that I say that is be, is because I would notice like that even though I was feeling this sensation like like a kind of like a scared feeling or a or a nervous feeling or I'd like I would go I'd be kind of quiet and maybe like looking around the room right looking at things going like intentionally observing um what would be on the wall or or all the different walls or looking at the furniture or looking at the at all the different structures and and pieces that would be sitting on tables and and the unique items that would be sitting around that would, would would grab my attention and I would intentionally focus on them and create interesting thoughts and and experiences and I was I could tell that I was being the adult like I was I could feel the adult still here I wasn't <clears throat> I wasn't behaving in a in a in any kind of like a child child manner I wasn't saying saying something that was was silly or making any court any sort of like emergency responses or dangerous like you know when a child comes online and they're protecting you they they do things or they act a certain way in a child manner that at the time is appropriate because they're trying to protect you but to any <clears throat> any other person who's sitting there and observing you would notice that the behaviors are like are childlike behaviors they're not they're not adult behaviors they're not calm well thought out sort of structured you know mature looking responses or or actions or thoughts i wouldn't be doing that like when i get anxious and i'm in a conversation or i'm not in a conversation and i'm standing around like other people are doing their thing like i guess the a good example of this would be going to like i don't know i think it was like a month ago i went to my aunt's farm we hadn't seen each other in 10 years it, it had been a long time there was some family struggles and so <clears throat> one of our one of my aunts and uh most of the family were kind of having a little issue and we didn't really chat like i i didn't say anything or i didn't see her for 10 years and she wanted to she was reaching out and she wanted to see me and she wanted to see my girlfriend and I just remember not knowing what to do about it like I was kind of concerned I I had these feelings inside that that were unexplained and that were unresolved and they were feelings of anger and hurt and mistrust and I had a few conversations with my father about it because it, it directly involves him and my other again my mother and a few of my other relatives it, so it involved all those people and 
I told him about that, and then we had a few discussions, and we were thinking about should we do this? Like, and I'm thinking, and I remember sitting there going, okay, yeah, I I do want to see her. I I think I want to, like, things are are better, and I want to take the the opportunity. I I think I want to do this. I finally had the ability to, and move past it enough, and then my father went and saw her and they had a lengthy discussion about everything and they finally you know buried the hatchet or settled their differences and and put things aside and moved forward and i after hearing about it and listening to what he had to say i was satisfied enough where I felt, okay, I, I think I can do this. I think I can move forward because it really hurt me. Like nobody really knows enough, like the family, there's, there's information, like everybody knows the details and a lot of the basics and some of the extra stuff into it, but they don't really know my point of view. Like I've kept it to myself and I I remember hearing like a day this was this was back when it started and I remember hearing a day or two later something that had been said about my family and it it was really shocking and really painful and I was extremely angry and the only thought I could think of was like why would why would someone say that? Why would someone accuse my family of of behaving this way or, or doing this? And I'm standing I'm sitting there and I'm thinking to myself, that's like you're talking about my family and and it's it involves me. And you know me. Why would like it doesn't make any sense like and and it just it's it kind of stewed in my head and grew and got and even more and more and i i had made a decision that i wanted to i did not want to talk to this person i didn't want nothing to do with them and i was really angry and and all i really wanted was an was an apology and unfortunately because of my issues and everything and my complete I have such I have such high regards and respect for my family that I I never asked for it but I also thought okay you know what I just need to put this aside I just need to deal with it and so anyways long story short we decided to go see her so my girlfriend and I drove an hour and a half to my aunt's farm and I remember as I was getting there I had this anxious feeling and I was kind of like nervous and sitting there going this is going to be interesting I don't know how to deal with this I you know like I don't really know what to do we the two of us kind of briefly talked about it and and she said she'd help me get through it and I remember when I first walked in, 
I was kind of awkward and quiet. I wasn't exactly myself. And I knew there was something going on. Like I knew I was having anxiety related issues at the time, but I wasn't triggered. Like I didn't feel any triggers because I didn't feel like a child. I didn't feel like running away. I did, I did the, excuse me, I did the actions that a person who has an anxiety related problem would do. Like, at least for me, like I, I was looking around, um, check, looking at, um, items that were familiar because it had been a long time, obviously, since I had seen the place. So I was looking for familiarities and, and things that were interesting and it allowed me to, at my pace, get relaxed and become comfortable in the area, in the situation. And once it took, I don't know, I think it took like five minutes or so. And once everything started to go and started to move and the conversations occurred, it all went away. And I wasn't triggered and I wasn't, I didn't, I never got blended with my, in my CPTSD, my child parts never came online and it felt good. And I really was happy. And it was kind of, it was a bit of a surprise because I didn't know, you know, I honestly don't know what to expect. And the, so what it led to is nothing more than just a bunch of questions. Like I had, I had more questions and, and that's the one thing, the one thing, and, and this is probably something that a lot of you who have CPTSD and have anxiety related issues is I had a lot of questions. Like I keep, I keep having way more questions than I do answers because every time you get into a new situation or you experience something that you don't quite understand, you end up piling on the questions that are difficult to answer. And you don't exactly have a lot of people who you can discuss it with. Like you can't just go and call up your therapist and say, okay, I had this new experience. Something, something new happened. I went to see my aunt and, and, I had a whole bunch of questions because of my anxiety and I, or, you know, like I was feeling anxious, but I wasn't feeling triggered. And, and so you, you get, you get a bunch of questions that are, that are rising up in your head and it, it's kind of frustrating and fascinating at the same time, at least for me, because I'm, it gets more complicated, like no pun intended comp, you know, complex, post-traumatic stress disorder it's it's not a pun when i say it it's just the complexity of what i'm dealing with it seems like it keeps getting more complex every time something happens like in i remember in my past okay this this is the this is kind of the history and the path that i've gone through okay i went from feeling not knowing what the hell's going on, not having any clues to what's happening, and then getting introduced to trauma. And then at the very beginning of it, thinking that there's autism, and then that having that kind of dismissed, and then realizing that I've got 
I have ADHD. And so now I've got ADHD going on. I've got trauma going on. And I'm trying to figure out in my head, along with my girlfriend and my therapist, what is and when things, when behaviors and actions and activities occur in my life on a daily basis or in situations, what it, what of it is ADHD? What is it? What part of it is trauma? And how to determine, you know, like learning about it. And this is where the whole aspect of, of my podcast came from is I realized that I have CPTSD and I realized that I have ADHD and because they're so different, but they're at the same time so similar and they interact with one another all the time, where do each lie? Like, where does the ADHD come in? Where does the CPTSD come in? And then later down the road, excuse me, the autism rears its head again and all of a sudden now i've got three things that are all playing together what part of it is autism what part of it is my adhd when am i getting triggered where does it fit in how do i know which is which like when am i getting triggered how do i know that i'm not just having um, symptoms of adhd come up when am i feeling when is my autism coming into play like it was extremely complicated and confusing and it was causing a lot of frustration and and stress and anxiety on my relationship on my personal life it was affecting my ability to work and and then of course moving into a new place living with my girlfriend made things even more complicated and there was a it was a constant struggle i didn't i could never figure it out i could never i could truly never understand and i was always self-doubting myself and second guessing thinking that i was triggered or no i'm having an adhd moment and and then going oh wait i think my autism is playing a role here so it was like i was always standing there when she'd ask me so what is it what's happening why are you doing this why are you behaving this way and i'm sitting there or i'm standing there in the room going Hmm. This, and you know, you and you're not a hundred percent sure. Like you're, you're. Sometimes you think I felt like I was guessing, or sometimes I was making a wrong assumption, and I'm immediately second guessing my thoughts. And so I would be saying, "I'm triggered, and I'm blended with my system," or this is an autistic moment or this is my ADHD. So what was, and what ended up happening and it was repeating itself over and over is that instead of realizing that I'm doing something, either it's inappropriate or it's really odd, or I'm not being my normal self or I'm not doing the right thing and trying to go take care of it. I'm trying to assess in the moment and trying to, to blame it on something like i'm trying to blame it on my triggers i'm trying to blame it on my adhd i'm blaming on my autism and not really doing the the right things like i'm not taking ownership for my actions or or making excuses for for my behaviors and so sitting there going oh it's because i'm blended or it's because of my autism um and not sitting there going yeah i didn't i this wasn't 
an appropriate thing I should have done. I shouldn't have done that. I'm sorry for the way I was behaving. I wasn't doing any of that. I was, it was just strictly in my mind going, okay, am, am I triggered? Am I having an ADHD moment? Am, 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 I, am I symptoms from ADHD coming up? Or, or am I having an autistic uh, meltdown? Like It was like three things all crashing into each other and getting mixed and confused and, and not getting anywhere in here and not, you know, not going, getting anywhere and not getting any, any clarity and not resolving any of this and just making it more and more complicated and more confusing and more stressful for both of us. And I just, it was getting to the point where it was super harmful in all areas of, of my personal life, um, in my relationship, in, it, it was even affecting work. And, uh, I didn't know, I didn't know what to do. I, my therapist was like, every time I'd go see my therapist, we were talking about something new. Like we would, we were never really going, getting on any path and con and being consistent with it. We were, it was always going to see him and doing something new or talking about something different instead of continuing on from the next, from the last visit. And it was, it, 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 it's, it had been like that pretty much all the time. And so it's like my life was going in circles and, and I, I, I could never find the door to get out of that room. And there was just, it was growing, growing frustration and growing stress and growing anger on, on both sides from different people. And there was increased confusion and increased hysteria and, and struggles. And I just remember at a point where I'm, I just didn't know what to do anymore. And I, I literally was just shutting down. I was just doing nothing. And I, all I wanted to do was zone out or dissociate and not take care of myself. You know, I'd, I'd eat, I'd, I'd eat healthy. I'd get out and walk around and, or with my dog and get exercise and I'd do my work. And, but I was, I was never really sitting down and and truly thinking about it. Like I, it's like I was just on automatic mode. I was on I was on an, an autonomous pathway, and I wasn't really doing anything about it. And so, I finally got the the thing started to get rolling more after I got my assessment done for my ADHD in mid April. Saw the psychiatrist, like I like I've discussed in past episodes, obviously, and uh, she determined that I had inattentive, yeah, inattentive ADHD, and I remember reading about reading my assessment. I got my paperwork from my doctor a couple weeks later, and as. The weeks went on before my uh, appointment to follow up with my doctor because he wanted to do a consult. He wanted to just discuss the the assessment and further areas that were involved in it. And I just remember sitting there, like, well, sorry, not sitting in his office, but I remember as the weeks were going by before the, cons the consult, thinking to myself and stewing about it over and over, 
something there's something about this anxiety like i'm i've discussed it before i have been thinking about it but i never really took it i, I never really thought about it super seriously because i was you know worrying about all the other things like i had three other areas of my life that i was trying to focus on and so i finally i just remember it was a couple of days before the consult with my doctor and the psychiatrist had already given the go ahead that if i felt like i wasn't improving and I was still thinking about the anxiety that I could start doing anxiety medication. And so I had decided a couple of days earlier before the appointment that I was going to ask him that I wanted to get on the anxiety medication. I wanted to, I wanted to do this. I felt very strong that it was something that was affecting my life in a major way. And the thing that had really topped it off was when I went and saw my aunt by myself. Uh, this was, I think, a week before the appointment. I had, I had, I went, I made a a time on on the weekend. I went and saw her for about three and a half, four hours, and we talked about things. We talked about my trauma, my family history, my past, my ADHD, the autism. Like we talked about everything. We really went deep into this and it, it was a very relaxed situation for the most part. And when she brought up the anxiety and we discussed it, we really went into it very, very hard and very deep. It finally, it really just kind of made sense. Like it was like a light bulb going off um, in on top of my head going, holy shit, I think the anxiety, I think this is a big thing. I think this really explains so much. And it made so much sense to me. And I was just, I remember going, oh my God, I got to get there. I got to go back. I've got to, I've got to do this. And so I remember driving home and I felt a clear sense. Everything was just it made so much sense. I was feeling happy. I was feeling like at peace with myself and it was so much better and so much happier finally and discussing it with my, my girlfriend. And then, like I said, I went to my appointment a week later and I said to him, I really want to do this. I want to get on. I want to try this anxiety medication. I think it could help. And he explained what it what it likely will do. You know, he told me all the side effects and everything. Of course, that that is associated with this kind of medication. And as I started work, like you know, I started taking it. And of course, it takes a little while for it to work. And I started noticing three days in just some odd side effects and everything, but I was never discouraged. And it just hit. It suddenly made sense. Everything was really falling into place. And I'm going, yeah, okay. I get it now. And the, like, it i haven't had this kind of understanding and this kind of clarity in a very long time like 
there was so much confusion for such a long time trying to determine in my life for every day and constantly going back and forth and, and going in this crazy circle like a racetrack thinking to myself is it is it trauma is it cptsd is it my adhd and then all of a sudden is it an autistic thing like going in in this three car race going around and around constantly changing leads never being able to determine for sure and always second guessing myself and confusion and frustration and then causing strife within my relationship over and over the anxiety thing finally just kicked in and it was like yeah this makes sense this really is it, it's such it's so obvious and i was kind of i had uh, two different feelings i was excited and happy that i finally had a clear road like there was no confusion anymore there was no like second guessing and no wondering and no having other the uh, the adhd and the autism and the and the trauma poking its ugly heads around going hey um you know you're you've got these other symptoms other issues that are affecting you it's all of these together no me no it's me no i'm the one that's that's causing it you know like uh, this massive confusion it was there was finally clarity it was like a like this nice four lane highway and no other cars and no other symptoms and no other issues on that road and the speed limit was 130 clicks an hour uh i am canadian so i'm talking kilometers <laughs> which is kind of pretty fast um i think it's about 90 some miles an hour but I don't know why I, why I'm thinking about that. Anyways, it was a clear, brand new, just paved highway with four lanes, awesome view, you know, like real good focus, straight road, no curves, no no bridges, no off ramps. And the road just, it was, it was calling me and it was sitting here going, okay, I got it. And the only thing that was holding me back a hundred percent was that I had, I had to wait three weeks and a bit to see my therapist because, you know, I, I'm, I don't, I don't go to see him every two weeks and I'm, I'm working on this and I'm and every day that I'm taking the medication, you know, like slow the the improvements and the and the and the medication's working more and I'm noticing changes in my behavior and changes in my in things that are going on in my life and feeling like the level of focus was improving and the level of like my concentration was improving. I was feeling more calm and I was feeling more like myself and i just it was like it was getting clearer and clearer so like the road was just getting more and more like vivid and more like the my imagination was really going crazy and so like incredible like the the view i had and when i went to see him and i was talking about this and i was being so descriptive and so energetic and so empathetic 
or no, emph- emphasizing like the details and and the and and the, the the information that was in my head that I was expressing to him, it was very clear, and he agreed. Like he one hundred percent agreed with me that the anxiety and the trauma were were a major role. Like the anxiety is the majority of this because. Every any situation that was any kind of serious struggle or, or new or or there was some seriousness to it or it was uh, an unknown uh, situation, the anxiety would pop up, and it was, and you could tell like I could I could feel the sensations and I could feel the changes. It's just that because of because of everything, my mind the verbal part of my brain would would become more or less non-existent and it would be very difficult to to do any kind of vocalizing and any verbal you know connection or communication because it was so intense and it felt like it was like i couldn't do both i couldn't listen and i couldn't communicate i had to either listen and then communicate or my brain would like half listen to what's happening but it would be focused really on trying to come up with what to say trying to determine what needs to be said in what order so i wasn't able to do both and that's what would happen so i've just you know you discover these things and it it's it's so incredible that now the next step is to start to identify and start to learn and see the symptoms earlier faster be more clear and concise and notice the anxiety and be able to and then be able to learn and have the ability to verbally acknowledge and state to whoever is there that I'm feeling anxious there's I got there's some anxiety happening and I'm not myself and then to to learn how to bring the anxiety levels down and the one thing i remember he said that was really interesting is i've had this anxiety for my entire life and my emotions that i've had are all anxiety based that with the level of anxiety dropping as much as it has and learning to you know, suppress and to treat the anxiety. I have to re-educate. I have to retrain my mind to know and to and to learn what the emotions are, and how to express them from a non-anxious point of view or part of me. And it's it's really it was very interesting because I I'm. I never really knew that that was a thing. I didn't know that that could be done or could, that could happen. And so I have a long road ahead of me and I'm really looking forward to it. I'm really excited. But at the same time, obviously, I'm a little nervous because I don't know exactly what to expect. I I know this is a tough road, but it's a it this this new road that I've been talking about is incredible. And I'm glad that I finally found it. I'm glad that it's there. I'm glad that I'm now finding my path and I'm and I know what is the most important 
area to work on. My anxiety has to be not fixed. Like, I don't know if it'll ever completely go away. I'm this, it doesn't work like that. Like it's going to take a lot of time and a lot of effort and practice to really get my anxiety under control and get a better handle on it and not allow it to take, you know, be me. And once I can get the anxiety under control and I can really feel like different and feel better, then I'm really certain that my trauma, I'll be able to get so much better at handling the trauma, handling the triggers, being able to educate and to update my parts faster because there won't be the anxiety getting in the way or the confusion from the anxiety in that area at the same time. I'm, I'm really excited and I'm really looking forward to finally getting there. It's so amazing to know and to have such a clear path and to finally understand where everything fits. Now, I'm not dismissing the ADHD, of course. That's obviously there. I have been diagnosed. It's pretty straightforward. The autism is there are signs and there are still symptoms that come up. Although now I am starting to wonder how much of the anxiety has to do with the similar symptoms that are coming up because my anxiety does cause me to really reduce any ability to do to be verbal and when i am verbal it's like really minimal and very basic and very like almost like like a kid you know like a kid learning how to talk that's what it kind of feels like so now i'm trying now i've got a to determine and really work on is is the the verbal problem and the lack of emotion that I'm experiencing and the situations that occur because of it is it is it autism or is it my anxiety that's really bringing it out and really making it appear so this is what I got to work on this is what I've got to focus on and my experiences and my my sessions like july is the beginning of my <clears throat> my benefits restarting so i'm actually going to go see my therapist every two weeks and i'm going to get to do this for about three and a half months before it expires again which sucks but that's just the way it is i'm going to get to see him more often and i'm going to get really into this and really work on it and i'm very excited and i can't wait all right <laughs> that's today's episode um i realized that i focused a little more on anxiety but it really does connect with trauma and cptsd quite a bit because the two of them play a role the trauma is due to the anxiety my anxiety was never under control and what would happen is I would get to the point where I'd be so anxious that I'd get triggered because my child parts would see that the adult just couldn't do anything like it, it, it would not it didn't know how to handle the anxiety it didn't know how to reduce the the feelings and the, and the you know all the symptoms and signs 
that the anxiety was creating. So the child parts would come online and get triggered and then the adult would be blended with, with my system. That's where it all plays into. So the anxiety and the trauma and the CPTSD are kind of one and the same, but at the same time, they're not. It's complicated, I get it. I realize that you might be confused on this. It will be more clear down the road as I get into this. On an unrelated note, I have a very, um, I have an awesome thing to say and to, to announce. Um, I'm going to have a lot of you, if you watch YouTube and you look at CPTSD videos and complex trauma videos, I'm sure a lot of you are very familiar with Tim Fletcher. Tim Fletcher, he is the founder and president of REACT, Recovery and Education for Addictions and Complex Trauma. He is a pastor and a counselor. He's located in Winnipeg, Manitoba, Canada which is central Canada. And he is a complex trauma expert. He's been dealing with people who struggle from addiction and he also deals with trauma related issues, uh, specifically complex trauma. And he's been working on this for a very long time. And I have invited him to be a guest on my podcast and he has agreed the recording of the podcast will be on june 14th and will be released to everybody that upcoming weekend which is june 18th or sorry 17th uh, yeah june 18th i always get my dates mixed up so the pod podcast will be available for everybody on june 18th we are going to discuss complex trauma on the podcast and i'm really excited to have tim fletcher come on my show he's really actually very cool and he's he's very informative and he has he does very thorough videos his entire he's got like 194 videos on youtube and is and the majority of them he talks about complex trauma he talks about relationships and complex trauma he talks about family dynamics and complex trauma he talks about addiction and complex trauma so he's got many different avenues and he's got multiple videos he's done sessions and they're like eight part 11 part sessions and they're divided up into different like time frames so you could watch them all at once so you can watch them over multiple sessions and he i found him to be extremely helpful he's very informative very insightful and he explains it in a really easy way to understand so i invite you to check him out on youtube just look up um, tim fletcher and complex trauma in the search in youtube you'll find him and i invite you to stay tuned for the podcast june 18th if there's any podcast to listen to regarding complex trauma if you know anybody who deals with complex trauma tell them about it invite them to come and listen to this episode i think it'll be extremely helpful for everybody. I'm really looking forward to it and I think you guys will get a lot out of it and it'll be very helpful. He's Canadian like I am, not that it makes any difference really, but 
the fact he's coming on and he's so willing to discuss complex trauma on my podcast is a really great sign because like me, he wants to help people. He wants to really improve our lives. He wants to make complex trauma something that is way less effective or way less damaging on our systems and on our lives. So I really want you to come and listen to this and I want you to make and tell people about it. Anybody you know that you think has complex trauma, anybody you think that may, that may be of any help to them, tell them about it, invite them to come and listen to the show. All right. You can contact me. Uh, Twitter handle is ADHD and CPTSD. My email address is livingwithadhdandcptsd at gmail.com. You can go to my website and check out me and my shows, uh, livingwithadhd.ca. And you can help me out. You can donate. Um, go to ko-fi.com, ko-fi.com slash livingwithadhd and CPTSD. If you really think that these podcasts are extremely helpful and very beneficial to you and you're getting a lot out of them and you really enjoy listening to my podcasts, then, and, and if you're on Apple Podcasts, I recommend you subscribe to my podcasts. You're going to get access to a lot of bonus material. I'm going to have tons of bonus material coming out in the next short while. It's going to be really good. It's going to be different. It's going to be something that will only be available through my subscription and you'll also get <clears throat> early access to all my episodes that are coming out it's not an expensive thing to do uh, depending on where you are it's it can be a dollar 99 a month and you get a three free uh, three day free trial to check it out before you start charging and if you really think it's great, you can also do a yearly subscription with a discount. Uh, you're basically paying for 10 months instead of 12. And it's going to be really beneficial. I think it's great because the, the bonus material is going to be very helpful. I do a lot of processing. I'm going to have a lot of extra material on there. Um, stuff that I won't have available to my like the regular audience that doesn't pay. I really do this for you guys. My sole purpose of this podcast is to help people, to give a voice, to give experiences, and to express my own struggles and my own problems to you so that you feel that you have something to, someone to listen to, someone who has who, who can express to you and is not afraid to talk and, and to help others. I do this for you guys. I don't do this for my own benefit. I do this for you. And I want to make sure that people out there who have complex trauma, and there are so many of you out there that don't even realize yet that you do have it. It's just becoming a thing now. In the next five to 10 years, the number of people who are going to get diagnosed with complex trauma is going to increase like substantially because we're just learning more and more about mental health complex trauma is still pretty recent and there are more people out there that are starting to learn about it that are starting to be therapists and experts on it there's many different ways of getting treatment the one that i really prefer is structural dissociation theory with processing and child parts but there's a lot of people out there in this world that don't know that they have it and 
we need to be able to express to them that it's okay, that they're not alone and not to be afraid. It's hard work, but you can get through this and you can live happy and productive lives. So let people know. Tell them about this podcast. Become a subscriber. I'm going to, I'm getting so into this and I'm getting so serious about helping people that it's going to be incredible. And I want you to be there at the beginning stages of the growth because there's going to be a point someday where I'm going to have hundreds of thousands of people listening to me and the subscription rate's going to increase. And to those who have already subscribed, you won't have to worry about an increase in the subscription. So if you subscribe now, it's going to be an inexpensive and affordable journey for you because down the road, it will probably have to go up and you're going to get the benefit of having a lower rate. So I do recommend that you subscribe to my show. If you have any suggestions or if you want to be a guest on my show, you have thoughts, you have ideas, let me know. Don't be afraid to tell me. I'm here to listen. I'm here to talk. I am not going to judge. I am only going to express how I think and I'm going to help. I won't judge. I assure you and I promise you. We're all in this together and we're all here for one another. And my role is to help and be a voice for you and someone you can listen to and you can get experience and motivation and help from. So yeah, become a subscriber. All right, that's it for today. All right, everybody, have fun and I will talk to you later. Bye.